0: Hello, and today specifically for my project, I'm going to be talking about Christian Bach. I'm pretty sure that's how you say his last name. Um, he's an experimental Canadian poet. He's the author of Noa, an In- Not specifically sure how to say that either. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's famous. It won. It won the Griffin Poetry prize in Canada was just really cool Um, it actually took him seven years to write this book which is insane but you know after listening to the recordings it makes a lot of sense Um, the entire thing consists of univocals I think that's how he says it and um, so it uses one vowel in each of its five chapters here and he believes his book proves that each vowel has its own personality and demonstrates the flexibility of the English language which I completely agree with and you can see that the way that he does that through um, vocables and vowels and all of these other ones. Um, I want to actually start with vowels um, to talk about that specifically and then I'm going to move into talking about How that kind of idea of sibilance and assonance and playing with vowel sounds and all of these hard, really important words can transfer over into um, music, namely hip-hop, but I focus on all different genres. I just see it the most in hip-hop because that's the thing that I'm most subjected to. Um, And then I wanted to follow up with doing a poem by Harry Baker, which also kind of like shows how repetition can be so important inside of poetry and how repetition can be so important to utilize and can be so powerful. <laughs> and um I also have Jesse here with me as well. He is a poet from he was born in South Africa and he took some time in England and eventually Land his footing here. Um there's a lot of really really cool wordplay and things like that. He has this one specific poem I'm gonna force him to read for us. So that's how it's going to go. And right now we are going to look at vowels, which actually takes the word vowels and uses the letters inside of it to help formulate this poem.
1: Vowels. Loveless vessels, we vow solo love. We see love solve loss, else we see love, so woe. Selves we woo, we lose. Losses we levy, we owe. We sell loose vows, so we love less well. So low, so level, wolves evolve.
0: So with that, it's really interesting the way that he takes... letters in the word and then makes a poem I just think that's really really interesting and we see similar like repetition and and sounds and things like that very powerful working in poetry we see that working a lot um namely I wanted to do the Harry Baker poem next because I think that's a really really important example to kind of like compare and contrast the two though he's not taking the same letters of the word he's taking the same p sound and repeating it over and over and over and over again. And um, I think that's really important. And it kind of calls onto the power of what he's doing. And it just adds a bit of a punch, kind of like the same way that the that the letters and the vowels do.
2: And also, I think that his use of the P sound is most impressive because he still makes it flow and, and it still holds sense as far as sentence structure goes. So not only is he repeating the same... Sound and, and, and reusing syllables and keeping that flow going, but he's also doing it within a fully formed, grammatically correct sentence.
0: Which I think is really powerful, and that's really difficult to do at times. Okay, so we're gonna dive into that.
1: I like people. I'd like some paper people. They'd be purple paper people. Maybe pop up purple paper people. Proper pop up purple paper people. How do you prop up proper up purple paper people? I hear you cry. Well, I I probably proper pop proper, up proper, purple paper people with a proper pop up purple people paper clip, but I pre prepare appropriate adhesives as alternative to Chico Packer, which is a bit slipped, because I could build a pop up metropolis. But I wouldn't want to deal with all those paper people politics, paper politicians with their papers in policies, broken promises that appropriate apologies. There'd be a little paper me and a little paper you.
0: So I think it's important that we keep it in mind that through poetry and sound, and also language, the way that we use it can completely alter the way that we understand it. And we can look at this again with Christian's work and the way he takes Arthur Rimbaud's work and I totally just messed up how to say the last name but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> how he takes his work and alters it using the power of translation and language and verbiage and things like that and he takes it and he switches the meaning and, and makes it a completely different entity of art. In and it of itself, and I think that's really powerful, and it's really awesome to do in language by utilizing it to your advantage. Especially like Christian, when he is, you know, multilingual. He's French and and he's, you know, he can speak English. So I think it's really important to utilize all the tools necessary to really make something this powerful. So we are going to um, next listen to vocables
1: next translation of Whale by Arthur Rambeau, uh, which of course is translated into English preserving the original sonnet form, uh, yet uh, uses exactly the same fixed set of letters already used by Arthur Rambeau. So uh, basically this is an anagram of the original sonnet. Uh, So you've heard all of these letters uh, already, just not in this order. Uh, This poem is entitled Vocables. Eternal, you beguile love or ruin. Vocables. Jejun vassals quote ten codas in reliquaries. A. The ceaseless verses at occult monasteries, requiems of dust bound to nebulous particles, embers of gold. E. Graven urns in sanctuaries, brass bells unsold, decreed priceless for our canticles. I, a senseless verse, a spell garbled in pentacles, choruses deemed perverse in desolate nurseries. You, a universe expressed as a murmur of tides, all its perplexing maxims, exquisite suicides, dim minds transcended by vivid hexatic prisms. Oh... A vesper stressing serenades or solitudes, a clever muse to generate endless interludes. Oh, my elegiac ode ends in paroxysms.
2: So what I li- what I like about that particular piece, especially with it being an anagram, is that it shows that you know sometimes the power in words and language isn't necessarily about what's being said and and the word choice and and more so the tone and the atmosphere i think he he used the letters and and, and words available to him and he rearranged it to create to, to change something completely
0: i i definitely i definitely agree with that and i don't mean to um cut you off here specifically but um i think that you have a you have a really great point the way that he kind of uses his voice to specifically let the audience know what he's doing like even if you don't understand what an anagram is or what he's actually doing you can understand it in the way that he is vocalizing it with the power with the stresses on the s's and things like that I think that's really important in his delivery and I think that's what almost makes it a different type of powerful than if you're just looking at it on the page you know the way that you say it poetry and sound you know (laughs) but the way that you say it is definitely the most important part like would you agree
2: yeah, well, and I also I agree with you that I think that the power in this poem isn't necessarily with what he's saying, but, but more so with what he's done. You know, you're right, you know, even if you don't know what an anagram is, or you don't know the original piece, or you can't understand what he's saying, you can you can feel how he says it. Yeah. And I think that that piece would have a completely different meaning, you know, if, if you or I were to read it aloud. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that the delivery for that is important. Um, and I also think you know this. This is a piece that, that you know it, it it almost tries to take away from take take you away from what he's saying and focuses on the, the almost like technicalities of it. You know, yeah. like look look at what I've done with letters, and less so you know read my poem and feel. It's yeah. it's less about feeling and more about admiring the artistry of the
0: craft. Right. Which I think it happens a lot in hip hop music as well. Is that in hip hop music. Um, you find a way to resonate with the lyrics, but that's not always what it's about, you know? A lot of times it's about showmanship, and it's about who can say the coolest sounding thing and still, like, put it to a great beat, you know? Absolutely. And I, yeah, and I think that's what I admire the most about hip-hop is your ability to, to take the artistry and to take poetry and to take talent and and words and kind of conform them into a way that, like, you know, shadows and complements music.
2: And I and I think you know, I think actually, we're, weirdly enough to say this, I think that comparing hip hop to that piece is, is 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 pretty easy to do because you have the hip hop that's very um, very important culturally, where you know the, the lyrics are very much a main aspect of a song, and then you have hip hop that you know you listen to in clubs, or you know, like uh, you, you can't really understand what they're saying, or they're just being braggadocious, or. And you know, when you when you look at a at surface level, you think like, what's what's where's the artistry here? But the artistry is in the emotion behind the delivery of those lyrics, because because in those songs, you know, it's hard to compare that to, you know, like a a, a rap song that has these really detailed, intricate, beautiful lyrics about you know the struggle, <laughs> and and it's more so about hey, listen to how we're delivering this. Listen to how powerful and confident I sound, and let's get hyped, let's get yeah. pumped. And I feel like this is a similar thing, you know, you, you you read certain poems that don't sound good aloud, but this wasn't meant to to be read and analyzed and, 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 and heard. It was meant to or sorry, felt, it was it was meant to be heard. Yeah. Um and I think that I think that that's a great comparison.
0: Right. And like it's kind of like that with any type of music and, and you can add power with grammar and you can add power with anagrams and you can add power with sibilants and consonants and I think that's really really important especially in music you know because it's easy to idly listen to the top 50 billboard hits you know saying the same thing about like love and heartbreak but it's a lot different to really analyze music and feel passionate about it enough to where you you look at it lyrically and like you sit down with the letters and you sit down with the words and like see what they're doing and see that it's it's crafted, and it's artistry, you know, and I think that's super, super important in, in hip-hop as well, and it definitely, hip-hop and poetry definitely coexist in the same world, and I'm gonna show you some more examples of that later. Did you have anything else?
2: Yeah, it's so I, I just kind of want to, to um, expand on your point about, you know, the, like the, the top charts, and I, and I think that, you know, there's room there to say that You know, while 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 you know the top charts, like you know, you don't listen to Justin Bieber because you know he's been a poet since birth. You know, you listen (laughs) you listen to Justin Bieber because you're in the car and you're with your friends and you want to sing something mindless. But I think that there's an artistry in that as well. I think that I think that songs like that, if you sit down and analyze the lyrics, you know, yeah, maybe they don't mean a whole lot, but they're impressively written to make you feel that specific emotion. They are written to make you feel excited and, 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 and happy and encouraged, and, yeah. and I think that there's an artistry in being able to write something like that, and, and I think that, you know, the sound and, and the poeticism of that is important to, re- to remember that that is as much art as, you know, some artist who, who, who makes something in his basement and, and, you know, writes these complex lyrics, because it takes a lot of skill, especially with the English language, to put together sentences, you know, the correct meter, having the correct syllable placement, the correct word placement with the beat, yeah, to make people feel that emotion. And I think that people get hung up on, on you know, that not being art simply because it, it doesn't make you sad.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you. But I'm big. <laughs> the reason why I kind of, like, I don't know, I'm kind of, like bias against the top 50 just because i i do pay attention to lyricism so much and i do appreciate it so much and so we're gonna delve in a little bit here and now to some artistry that is just kind of fun and mindless but also um takes artisty (laughs) artisty artistry and craft and makes it fun and uses these kind of like tactics that you don't hear often to mold together And we're gonna start off with um the song you got me fucked up by chance the rapper and this is from his mixtape 10 day and this is a really good example when he opens with this um his use of repetition and i think it's really 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 important to realize that this song is just like fun it's silly but yet you can still see the artistry in it and i think that's really important um thing
1: to keep in mind
2: I got true into Spanish, beats by English, rap channels, fluent, can't fly, got fluent, I'm bullet, Adidas influence, Nike I do's it, coolin' with Mikey, Loki I rock, Mags on my bikey, like each up hockey I pup, rocky I fresh, Saki my cup, like Rocky What's up, who we got
0: two weeks Yeah, and so I think that song kind of pretty much sums up everything that we were saying about about you know words not having to be powerful but still owning craft
2: yeah absolutely I mean I think that I think that that song you know what I like what he's saying and the meaning behind what he's saying you know I also think that the talent there lies in his ability to string together sentences like that and make it almost seem like it's 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 floating in a sense you know yeah. like like in our in art class you learn about paintings and you learn about line and you learn about all these different um characteristics that that make a good piece of art and i think that the same concepts that apply to a visual piece can apply here to um something written because sentences like that and and, and flows like that when you when you use um that kind of imagery it it it, it feels like something that's that's visual in your mind in a sense it's yeah, like the way definitely. it flows it it it, it 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 creates kind of like a like a wave yeah. in your mind
0: and i think similar and i and i think similar to christian's piece you can kind of see you can kind of almost, like, see the similarities, which is weird comparing that to Chance the Rapper, you know? But you can almost see it in the, in the way that the delivery happens and the way that you hear these words and the way that they that they use their voice to put importance on specific things. Like, with Christian's piece, it was, like, the S's you could hear the most prominently, you know? And then with the Chance the Rapper pieces, it's more of, like, the U's that you could almost hear, more or less, you know? And, and the S's also, too, but it's, like... But, um, and there's, like, one specifically that stands out to me, like, stupid-ass student, true, I got truants. So, I mean, like, I just think that that's really interesting in the way that, you know, you vocalize things and how it can make it powerful. Because if you were to just say that without, like, saying it the way that he did, it would just kind of sound like you were mumbling. Like, stupid-ass students, true, I got truants. In Spanish, beat by English rap channels, you know?
2: And I also think that, you know, in in a way, I feel like writing like that and and using that kind of... Uh, you know, alliteration or, or, or essence of sounds uh, appeals to us on a subconscious level. You know, oh, yeah. like, like, like you, you hear, you know, you read like Shakespeare or, or you know, people who, who really delve deep into, you know, really formal meters. Um, yeah. I mean, like I am a pentameter. And there's a reason why. It's because our brain hears that and it, it makes sense. The, the, the kind of change between stressed and unstressed syllables and repetition of those syllables Allows kind of, kind of carries our brain along and drives it and, it and it makes it easier for us to follow. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hip hop out there that doesn't do that on purpose and, it, and it's jarring. And, and while that's and not, maybe not necessarily in a negative way, and, and in poetry too, you know, there's a lot of poetry where they use that the, the intentionally not following that format to produce this jarring kind of di- discordant effect on your mind to express a, an atmosphere or, or, or an idea or an image in your head. And I think that that is what's so powerful about it is, is it feels like a almost a, a, a primal aspect of the way that we enjoy certain sounds
0: Yeah and it's said that like the reason why we admire repetition and uh, and I am a pentameter specifically is because it mimics the sound of the heartbeat. That makes sense. yeah so I thought that that was really cool. I think there's actually I'm have to, I'm gonna have to fact check this don't don't hold me to this but I think there's actually a song that Kendrick Lamar actually wrote that was written in I'm, I'm a big Pantander. Like, he has an entire song in I'm yeah, and that sounds like something would do. It sounds like something he would do, right? Um, and he just actually won the Pulitzer Prize, which is amazing, which is so cool, and I think that's awesome. And so I also wanted you to um, actually go into your poem now, if that's okay, just because I think it's it's a good example of what we're kind of talking about here with Chance the Rapper and with Christian. And, um, the way that repetition is so powerful and especially through language, because I know that, you know, with your accent, (laughs) not to bring it up because I know that sometimes that annoys you, but, um, it does sound different and it does change the way that you use words because your accent being from South Africa can, can change the way that words sound and you have like a whole different textbook of rhyme that you yeah, can do just I, because you have that option
2: I mean I, I, I feel like you know depending on how you enunciate and, and pronounce words it, it unlocks a whole new arsenal of, of ways to write yeah. um, and I've always tried to kind of use that not necessarily to my advantage but you know play with that idea of okay well I you know I pronounce, I pronounce tomato and, and then you say tomato yeah and so how can I use that in a way that you couldn't you know, that, yeah. that that would that would fit for something that I would want to do, that if you were to do it, it would sound out of place, but for me, it, it fits. And and that gives me a whole new... But, you know, conversely, you know, I can't write things that, that other... And, and say things other people can't without switching out my accent um, because it doesn't sound natural when I say it like yeah. that, you know? Um, and so, I've always loved kind of... F- for me, writing poetry has always been more about what can I do with these words? Right. Um, and I, and I, I love seeing how you can stretch things and seeing how you can make things work for you. You know, I like to take concepts and then figure out how I can express them in a way that sounds interesting, but also gets my point across. Right.
0: Um, Which is a super powerful tactic.
2: So this poem is called Little Piggies. Leaning against rickety fibs tapping fidgeting digits on the banister. Swallowing down slippery quips, the last drop from your thinking canister. There's a throttle in your glottal stop, and urgency in your topic swap that brings to question your character. You say the truth is not absolute, but on a spectrum of ambiguous parameters. Now, before you go kicking off those comfortable shoes, the ones with the laces kept lazily loose, I suggest to prep your pep lest your steps get confused, see, your scuff is unusually sheen overly kempt and suspiciously clean but i still suspend disbelief all the while fighting curiosity in the inkling that i might not want to know oh little piggies where and with whom did you run?
0: Thank you. yeah that was really really awesome and i and i just i just love the repetition that you use in that and so what i wanted to ask what specifically inspired you to write that or where did you get that idea to utilize that kind of thing? Because I know that I, I know you, so I know that you utilize the rhyme, the like internal rhymes and things in your poetry, but that's a little bit different than what you normally do because of the way that you rhyme well, and the way that you use repetition. So what kind of like inspired you to do that?
2: Well, I, you know, th- this piece, uh, you know, without delving too much into, you know, like the, the necessary meanings behind it, um, you know, I, I think that I wanted it to have this feeling of somebody who you know is, is so sure of themselves and of what they think but at the same time almost doesn't want to be and, and and you know I thought about how how I talk and I know that you know if, if I'm if I'm you know if, if I'm sure of someone or an argument with somebody or, or, or I'm skeptical you know I throw up the, the walls come up and I know that when the walls come up you know I'm thinking in my head my thoughts are racing and I wanted to give that kind of that feeling to the reader but then i also wanted to kind of slow it down at the end because i think that there's a moment in real life where you're skeptical but you admit defeat and those thoughts slow and you start to feel disheartened and kind of discouraged and instead of having that kind of fire behind it 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 it, it goes into a low kind of simmer and, and and you start to lose that power and so you know i i have this the, I have the lines here where I say, um, "Now, before you go kicking off those comfortable shoes, the ones with the laces kept lazily loose, I suggest to prep your pep. Let your steps get confused." You know, it's 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 kind of a technical sentence. I mean, it's not it's fantastic, but it's, 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 the technicality behind it is that there's you, you, you know, as you read it, there's a chance that you could stumble over your words. I think that's very much like in real life. You know, you you have this argument and you want to tell someone, and and you and, you, and you're so firm in your belief, but you know that if you stumble over it, your point's lost. And then the next um next stanza. It slows down, where you, you know, uh, but I still suspend disbelief, all the while fighting curiosity and the inkling that I might not want to know. Oh, little piggies, where and with whom did you run? You know, it's almost this like sultry kind of sulking that, that happens at the end where he, he loses that momentum he just had and he kind of gives up within himself. And so the poem yeah. has to follow that natural feeling. And I think that that is where the power of, of using that kind of language comes, because there's so many different ways I could have written... Or anyone could have written the same meaning of the poem, but the way yeah. that I did it, I feel it expresses the the kind of natural emotions you go through in a situation like the poem describes.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree, and I think that's for very, very, very interesting. And I, uh, I I appreciate you dissecting that for us, and yes, I think that's yeah, that's us. that's really important information to have. And um, if you didn't catch it fully in in listening to this, I would. I would fully suggest you go back a couple minutes and um, re-listen a couple of times and really like get in, in what he's saying and how he says it. And, and I will also post a copy of the poem on this post just so you can follow along to really get what he's saying. Because um, I think it's really powerful and I think it's really important, especially in everyday poetry, to utilize things like that. And I think that's the, the very importance with poetry and sound is to utilize things like that. And I also wanted to um, give an example that um, is not necessarily hip hop related because I know we did poetry and then we did hip hop. But I also wanted to do um, one that wasn't necessarily hip hop because we also see this utilized in other places, especially in music. And specifically, I wanted to do um, the Arctic Monkeys song. And um, this one is called Fright Light fright lined dining room and this one was actually something that Jesse showed me because I was asking him hey do you have any good examples of like repetition in music and he gave me this one so I think that this is a really powerful example so um, we're going to listen to the first little snippet of this right here
2: What I particularly like about the aspects of this song is, is I feel like the way that he says these lines uh, really kind of enunciate and, and pronounce the, the mood that, that he's trying to convey with this song. Um, for some reason, every time I listen to this song, I always think of, of, of a movie. You know, you can watch multiple different movies, but they all have different lighting, different different camera angles, uh, different cutaways, uh, di- you know, different beats yeah. And and I, and I feel like the way that he chooses to write his words and the way that he chooses to, to utilize them um almost feels like the camera angle of the of the song in a wow, sense. Okay. I feel like it gives the the reader the correct perspective to approach this. You wouldn't approach this song the same way that you would approach uh like a, a Justin Bieber song, like a Mumford <laughs> & Sons song because yeah. the way that they sing and, and, the, and the way that they're written and, and, and the way that the words are, are kind of mingled together form the the kind of the the atmosphere and the, and the setting and you know that could change in a, in, in a song you know they could change to, to a different type of, of lyrical style and then now you have a new camera shot you have a new angle of the story you have a new angle of what they're trying to say um and i think that that is the power of language for, for this song particularly
0: Oh yeah, and I would definitely agree, and I think that also translate a lot translates a lot in Christians' work as well. That we heard in the beginning, you see I that ha- you see that happening a lot, even without music in the background. You see the way that he uses words and sounds and noises, which is I'm gonna. Um, I mean,
2: I actually, I would, I, I, you know, I think that the difference to me, and, and you know, and, and this was, you know, it's all up front, or everyone can see things differently, but right. I, I think you know, with Christians' stuff that we listen to. It almost seems like a story with no camera, if that makes any sense. I feel like the way that he says his poems, and you know, with the vowel stuff that we in the vocables, it feels like there 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 isn't a camera, and the focus is on what he's saying and how he's saying it whereas you know with what we just listened to the focus is on you know with what he's saying and how he's saying it and you know, disregard the, the music in the background but but this, he's setting a scene whereas i feel like Christian's almost intentionally not setting a scene so we have nothing else to pay attention to except for the the literary ability that he's putting in front of our faces
0: right so it's like so it's like 4K TV, zoomed in on the face, you're looking like at the pores. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, I definitely agree with you, and I think that he does. Um, he does utilize sounds in a really interesting and weird way, just like we see a lot of artists do. Um, and and Alex Turner does that. You see that a lot. Oh yeah, Alex a does, lot throughout yeah. his music, and he's really, really good with that. And he's just really, he's just a really talented human being all the way around. I'd like to see him do um, a Christian album, like a Christian Bach album. He actually has a
2: poem that he wrote out. It's, a, it's like a short spoken word poem that he did. It's called Story of Three. It's really good. Oh, that's um,
0: awesome.
2: I just kind of wanted to, to just backpedal for a second. You know, I feel like it's almost a difference between like a, you know, an, an old realistic portrait of a king you know, compared to splatters of paint. You know, one, they're, they're both fantastic paintings in their own right. You know, and they, they both express um, ability, but the the ability, you know you you don't look at the same paintings through the same lens. And yeah. I think that the, the the not necessarily the words but the way it's written and delivered kind of tells the audience, okay, this is the lens that I intend for you to look at this through. And you can look at it through other lens and interpret it that way. and I mean that's the beauty of this, but I think there's there's definitely a clear sort of this is what I'm trying to to make you focus on in yeah. a sense.
0: yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I wanted to move into another one of Christian's pieces namely the one that is entitled M- mushroom clouds from the um cyborg opera and he kind of explains what he does but it's really really cool and it's really interesting and i do and i and i appreciate it a lot um let me find this and i will play it for you guys so
1: a longer work in progress uh, called the cyborg opera uh i'm going to read a, a short excerpt from a part of that book to be called "Mushroom clouds. uh Mushroom clouds is a uh, is inspired by numerous uh, obscure literary references, but chief among them is Super Mario Brothers by Nintendo. A great deal of repetitive stress is uh, uh, the side effect of the research done for this uh, particular poem. Hong Kong King Kong hop ping pong ding bat ding a ling wing ding sing along deafening ding dong dip thong of a gong my tongue muttering an unsung lettering guy sing something from some folk song hill billy bong boom bang boomerang you bring it. Spring, your gang oggling the oblong bling bling, whiz bang lightning striking the Viking king of a snibbelung die got a damn Hong Kong King Kong, hop along ping pong, ding bat dingling, wing ding sing along, deafening, ding-dong, dip thong of a gong. my tongue muttering and unsung lettering guys sing something from some folk song. Hill billibilli bung boom bang boomerang, you bring a dang kangeroo to a on going boing boing of a long bed spring your gang ugling the uplong bling bling whiz bang lightning striking the Viking King of a snippy long tie, got a tamarang. Yo yo Tokyo Piote okay opium Pinocchio, go go dance, a kimbo baby biba bab papa tilt to play, take pinball, pogo jump a ping pong bomb, judo kick a ding dong bell, laba bomb to bomb pop part goo boo an oligay, yo yo tokyo. Okay, open Pinocchio, go go dance kimbo baby bebop, obligato Papa pill to play, day go pinball, pogo jump a ping pong ball, judo kick a ding-dong bell, lava bomb ba bomb part googa, zoo boo buys an game, Pig me lollapalooza, zookazu, bazooka, big Igla kooky kookie, Pigme, gook. Pig me lollapalooza, zookazu, bazooka, big, igla kooky kookie, Eureka kabookie, yucky blue buckaroo, kinky pink pachinko, cookookoon. Eureka kapuki yucky blue buckaroo kinky pink pachinko, cookookaboon.
0: Okay, so a lot of people would like to, like, question, where is the artistry in doing something like that? Like, it sounds completely ridiculous at the same time as that it sounds incredibly intriguing just because you're like, what is going on, you know? And, and people like myself who take poetry very seriously are like, what is this dude doing? But there's, but there's incredible skill and craft in, doing, in yeah. doing something like that and being able to pull it off. And the first thing that I thought about when I heard that specific work by Christian was just the most aggressive British rap. (laughs) That was the first thing that came to mind. So I asked, I turned to Jesse, I said, Jesse, like, like, give me the most British rap you can think of that sounds like this. And he like, he literally had one on the tip of his tongue. What is it called?
2: It's called Pow uh, by Lethal Bizzle.
0: Okay, we're going we're gonna to do, I'm going to give you a little bit of snippet so you can understand where I'm coming from with this. You You got a punch in
1: the nose like blah. You got a big nose bleed like blah. You got a shit on the floor like blah. Trying to face cross the
0: curb like blah. Now bring you in the road like blah. You got elbow like well, well, well. I do going to start like. one night. We're over here laughing, but honestly, like, like, stuff like that, stuff like that is definitely utilized a lot. Like, like. Especially in British rap. <laughs> especially, especially like that in British <laughs> rap. But, um, no, you hear it in, like, ad-libbing as well. And, like, in, like, nowadays rap. like. Well, that's what
2: I'm saying is I think that, you know, that, that's, that, that's what I was referring to earlier. There's a reason people do that, and it's because it it, it elicits a certain emotion. I mean, we're we're over here laughing, but like inside, I'm 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 jamming, and like I'm jamming because <laughs> because it's written not so you listen and you think, wow, listen to how incredible the lyricist this guy is. You, you you listen because it pumps you up and it gets yeah. you it gets you it, it elicits that that feeling of like I don't care about the music, I don't care about the artistry of this. I just want to have a good time, yeah, and like I just want to. Feel pumped,
0: right? And at the end of the day, every every piece of work has its own own separate meaning to it. Every piece of work has a different purpose for why it was created. And you know, there's people who like to be particular about what they like to listen to and like to be judgmental against things. Like, like me, you know me. I'm like me too. I'm super judgmental when it comes to music, and I'm like, oh, like Drake isn't a very good rapper because he's just he just. He's he's talented because he fits the criteria. He's talented because he fits fits the molds that people want him to be in. And and, and there's a, there's kind of like there's a specific formula that you can follow to become popular. And, and he, he does it well. And he does that well. And he he does fits it well. that formula. And there's really artistry well. in that. And and there is an artistry in being able to fit that formula because not everybody can I'm not everybody can do math. You know? <laughs> not yeah. everybody's good at math. But but Drake, he's good at math when it comes to hip hop. And we see that interweave and intertwine and I think it you know it's important to put into perspective that not all poetry is going to sound like button poetry but yeah. people scream their heads off and talk about their trauma you right. know and there's, and there's
2: more to poetry than 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 meaning uh, th- th- than releasing your inner soul you yeah. know I feel like a lot of nowadays it, you know it's about look at what happened to me I'm going to write about it in this in this kind of prosaic way and then it's it's my masterpiece but then you have things like you know like the the mushroom cloud we just listened to, um, and it, and you and you're listening and you can't really understand what he's saying, but you can respect it because you know you, took can't, a lot you, of work. You, you yeah it took a lot of work and you know that you can't write that and you understand that there's a technical ability. It's 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 like these people who write the, the most insane jazz. Orchestra arrangements that you listen to, and you're just like, this doesn't sound good, but it's not supposed to sound good. It's supposed to show. Look at what I can do with this instrument. That's far beyond what P L people can take it. And yeah. and I, and if you don't mind, I like to make a point here. You know, listening to the the Mushroom Cloud poem, there's one part that I that stands out to me, and it's when he says bedspring, and I think yeah. it's it's super important because that's the one part of the poem where I think, ooh, you broke your flow in a sense. And, it, it, and and that, to me, shows just how hard it is to do what he's doing without having one part where you need to, you need to add a vowel that, that changes the dynamic of the poem. Even for just a split second, it, it snaps you right out. It snaps you right out of the atmosphere he's developing, regardless of what, what that atmosphere is. Yeah,
0: and in comparison to that, I like to think of the, the poem, The Colonel, and, um, and with that poem, it's basically, from the perspective of this woman reporter, who um goes to interview this this colonel and um he drops a bag of ears on the table you know and um in that and they were like human ears so in that moment in that poem she there's a part in there where when she comes outside of herself and and like almost omnisciently like talks about the scenario. And then you zoom back in to the poem, so it's kind of like a similar thing, like you're talking about with that. Like it gives you like the bigger picture of like, oh shit, it takes you out of the trance that it puts you in, and puts you in a perspective of like, wow, this is craft, right? Like wow, like look at what this person is doing, crafting, crafting this this piece of work that that is unique to them alone.
2: Well, I think I, what I was kind of getting at was was more specifically like that I think like like the like the bedspring part in in that in that poem it took me out of the poem in the sense that I understand that it it works with what he's doing I understand his syllable counts correct I understand that his pronunciation works I understand the need for the word but it doesn't fit the atmosphere that the rest of the poem has it doesn't fit the structure and so it sounds jarring and it sounds unnerving just for that split millisecond where he says the the the, be, the bed the part of it and then he goes to spring and it fits again but just that millisecond i feel almost causes the rest of the poem to like shatter like it's glass in a sense
0: yeah
2: um and i don't mean that in like i don't, I don't like the poem i just mean it in that i think that speaks to the ability and, and, and the level of detail you need to be able to write something like that
0: yeah definitely yeah for sure And I think that's definitely important. And I think that there's a lot of artistry in, in, in these things. And some people might sit here and go, oh, like, why are we looking at these things? Why are we analyzing these things specifically? Like, this is just people making a mockery of the art, which, you know, is a lot of what I first was under the impression of when I first listened to some of these pieces and was subjected to them. But I realized, and I think this is why I appreciate hip hop so much, is because I realized the amount of artistry it takes to produce something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people, like a lot of people, are so like taboo when it comes to when it comes to hip hop music, and they're all like, "Oh, it's just misogynistic" and all of these things. But but people don't look at it in in the in the artistry way, in the poetry way, in the way that it takes a lot of talent and guts and vigor to piece words together. And in, in that sort of way, it takes a lot of talent to use all the siblings and assonance and all of these kinds of things, make it fit within a beat even. You know, like it's, it's hard enough to do that on your own in poetry, yeah. you know? It's, it's hard enough to make those things work alone, but using it inside of music as well and having to make that fit a specific rhythm and pattern at the same time, that takes talent, that takes skill that takes artistry
2: and and to to expand on that too you know i think that a lot of people you know look at hip-hop at a surface value and and you know they think like wow these like these like i wouldn't take these people home to like meet my family or like you know and and i think that the the problem that they're they're not understanding why they're going that route And, and if you don't mind i'd like to give an example so kanye west's runaway um Pusha T, who's, who's a rapper, has has a verse on that after Kanye does his part, and he starts with the lyrics um, 24/7, 365. Bitches stay on my
0: mind.
2: Yeah, what's well, pussy? Pussy stays on my oh, mind.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, so
2: 24/7, I up. 24/7, 365, pussy stays on my mind. And I actually just read an interview the other day where they were recording that song. Uh, Pusha T had just gone through a really like really bad breakup with like someone that he loved and. And Kanye said, hey, I want, I want you to be on this song, and I want you to write, and, like, here's the concept of the song, and, like, you need to sound as douchey as possible. And they purposely did that because the song needed yeah. that, that douchebag perspective, for lack of a better word. Yeah. And on the surface level, you're listening to, like, damn, these guys treat women like shit. But Pusha T was was, was, was you know, in the interview, he was saying, like, I couldn't I couldn't write because I wasn't in a place where I wanted to be a douchebag. I was in a place where I wanted, my like, the love of my life back. And, like, it was so hard for me to, like, write that. But eventually I just warped that feeling into, like, you know, okay, she's on my mind all the time. So how can I make that work? And then he came up with, the, you know, pussy stays on my mind. So he's writing it from the perspective of, like, my heart is broken. But he turns it into this, okay, like, I, I love women and I, and I want to I wanna have sex with all women in the world and, like, it's all I think about to make it fit the song. And I think that that's what's important with, with sound is, like, he, he has that, that braggadocious kind of, like, power behind him, like, you know, like, screw everybody else, like, I'm the king, like but he's a person yeah. who doesn't necessarily feel like that and and yeah. so he's a, it's a character in a sense that he's playing yeah. and i think you know poetry does that too like 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 this mushroom cloud song you know you can't you can't really understand what he's what he's saying but it's almost like as he's reading it he's playing this character that, that you go through regardless of the meaning and it, and it's less about the person behind it but the words are being said and i think that that's the problem with hip hop is people take those words that are being said and then assume that that is characteristic of the person saying them. Right. Whereas in poetry, we give much more leeway. You know, the, When we talk about words, we say, oh, the narrator says this, not the author. And we don't approach hip-hop from the same perspective.
0: I think that's a really, really good point. And something yeah. that I hadn't originally looked at in that lens. But I think that's a very, very good argument for people who have a general distaste for hip-hop. And I think that's a that's a great, great way of looking at it, is that these artists are just authors and and the narrator and the perspective is a different person. It's a different character. And I think that's a really, really good way of looking at it. And I I know a lot of um, with Drill Rap, which is like Chicago-based, like Waka Flocka and people like that, um, they initially started Drill Rap to help people get out of that environment right. it was a it was like a cathartic way for them to heal from all of the all of the pain and the hurt that they were feeling so they made this really feel good music like oh i fuck my money up uh, now i have to read up you know stuff like that and like though the lyrics are like kind of you know what what most people would think of as like vulgar, vulgar you know it's not necessarily you know it's not it's not them it's not representative of who they are it's it's them kind of reaching reaching their catharsis and being able to take what everyone is is throwing at them and saying them and like labeling them taking taking it putting it on being that character and then profiting from it you know and then you utilizing utilizing all of these negative connotations to to give back to their community and to kind of like show a different side of themselves and show the community that like hey this is this is not who we are this is like this is just the music yeah uh, it, and the, who the we are is of... who we are is separate from the music and and the cool thing about that is is even like waka Flocka and um like a bunch of other um drill rappers had a concert for like anti-gun violence and if you know waka Flocka's music he talks right. about guns all the time right you know but like it's not like you said it's not representative of the artist in and of itself it's a character that they're playing
2: exactly and 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 i think that that has to do with them forming some sort of try, trying to form some sort of relatability to people who do live the, the 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 stories that they that they're writing and rapping about but but also for people who don't you know like i you know i have never fucked my money up i've never felt like i've had to re up you know <laughs> and and so but i still jam i still jam to that song b- yeah. because i understand how it can be applicable and not even in a literal way but you know you could take those lines okay like we obviously all know what he's talking about literally but i mean think about it you know like oh like you know like i spent too much money on on, on eating out and like now i've got to like budget like you know it's like <laughs> it sounds so lame when saying about that but like it gets you it, like it gets you it gets you excited about that stuff like it, it, it makes <laughs> it, it adds thrill gets you excited to about the dainty of everyday life and i yeah. think that's why it's so widely accepted and so listened to and because because it, you know waka flocker isn't sitting here writing about you know, well, I, guess, I He probably is talking about politics. I don't really know a bunch of Walker Flocker, but like when he writes about <laughs> politics, he's all sitting here thinking like, "Oh, that bill should have been reformed." Like, you know, it, it's yeah. he has a certain way about it that that yeah. allows it to just almost tone it, not dehumanize, but but ne- yeah. negate the but seriousness it of it, and then allow people to be amped about it and yeah. take and take it back. And, and 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 I think that you know, you have you have you have, you have, you have poets that that, that do that too. Um, you know, you have, and also, and and you have poets who who do that badly. You know, um, people like 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 you know, I'm I'm. Good. We name dropping. Yeah, we name dropping. I'm not a big <laughs> fan of like Rupi Kaur. I I don't like her poems. Yeah. And I think that when you know when you read her poems, they come across as almost pretentiously unrelatable. Yeah. In a sense.
0: But but also with 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 Rupi Kaur, it's a lot of her work does feel like that. I agree with you, but. A lot of her work is is really important and a lot of her work is very, very good. And that's coming. and I think that if you were to read some of the things that were outside of milk and honey,
2: well I have I, I have and, and and I just you know and and I, and I understand it's all taste it's all a matter of taste, but I just I don't I don't find the way that she utilizes the language to be anything. I don't want to say special, you know, and I don't want she doesn't have talent or she doesn't know how to do things. But, I I just, I don't, I don't see her embodying a character that, 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 that is, that is, that allows me to be sympathetic to. Yeah. Whereas like with Waka Flocka, it's like I listen to him and like, yeah, like he doesn't want you to be sympathetic, but he, he he's not trying to express that. And I feel like she wants you to read a poem and think like, wow, like, how talented, and and how, and how, look at, like, what I've just said, and, like, look how great this metaphor is. It's almost like poetry for the sake of, of, of writing poetry, instead of, of, instead of writing poetry because you love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She makes
2: poetry seem like a career.
0: Yeah, which I can, which I can understand where you're coming from with that. A lot of her poetry came out of being in an abusive relationship, so in, of that, I, I think, I can't speak for her personally, Obviously. but I th- right. But I think with I think you have a point in what you're saying, as well as that was probably her point. Is she wanted to make something that people could relate to and that people could have hope in? And you know, people love cheesy shit like that. Like people, that's why Hall- yeah. Hallmark cards sell like a motherfucker. She's like the Hallmark cards of poetry. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, <laughs> and there's but there but but like you said before with hip hop and with music, there's there's talent in things like that. You know, there's artistry and things like that. I mean, I don't, I, I wouldn't necessarily 100% like agree that she's super talented, but I think that there's talent in what she does because people consume it and she sells a lot of work. So there, there's artistry in that in and of itself because it sells.
2: I agree. Um, I, I I, guess I, you know, and, and and that's the beauty of all of this is, you know, like I could say this and then someone else can come back and have, 100 points as to why I'm wrong exactly. and 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 the, and I don't think that you know in that case anyone is wrong I, I think it's just a matter of, of opinion and and, and and what you value you know there are specific things in poetry and music and hip-hop that I value over something else that other people value you know and and, it, and, that, and that that can be due to a wide variety of reasons you know rather you're like your life experience your your, your literary ability right your, your your level of appreciation for music and I think that that's just you know, like me, you know, me and you could love one song, but you know, like I love it for another reason, and you love it for a completely different reason. But we both—it's the same song, you know. And yeah, I think exactly. that—and I think that that's important. Um, and if you, if you don't mind, I I'd like to read there's a there's a poem by uh, one of my favorite poets called Stephen Crane. Um, and I think that he does a really good job of kind of setting this very discordant, jarring. Feel to his poems. It's, it's very just blunt and plain, and it, it 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 doesn't feel like something that you would read and be like, "Wow, I really like that." It feels like something you would read and be like, "Ugh," but it but he does it in such a way that it, it it's beautiful in its own right. Okay, if that's okay. Yeah. Um. So this is what I walked in a desert by by Stephen Crane. I walked in a desert, and I cried. Ah, God, take me from this place. A voice said. It is no desert," I cried. "Well, but the sand, the heat, the vacant horizon." A voice said, "It is no desert." It, it, and then that's it, and it's just so like okay, like what? Like
0: what's the point? What's the
2: point? But but that's what I think that's what's so beautiful to, to me about about poetry like that is he almost he almost takes out any sort of any sort of narrator or voice from the poem and he he it's almost like a historical documentation of a moment yeah rather than a than, than an overly romantic prosaic interpretation of a, of of a, of a feeling or, or 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 a setting or a scene and i think that that's that's what i love about him um because he's so it's it's such an objective viewing of of of, of something that he's trying to express um
0: yeah, yeah, of course. And I think that there's definitely merit in, in stuff like that. And I think that, that sometimes the simplest things hold the most meaning for some people. And I think going back to Rupi Kapar, that kind of like matters to some people, you know, that even though she's not saying much and there's not much depth in her words, that I think people can find solace in that.
2: I agree. And, and I guess just to kind of sum up the rest of my points, I feel, I feel like what I was trying to say was the way that he writes is very droll and bland. And that adds to the atmosphere of the poem, and the words are very droll and bland and almost like mechanical and, and industrial. Yeah. And I mean, the, oh, that's I mean, that's a sign of his times, uh, for sure. You know, like late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. But that fits with what he's trying to say, and it, and it makes the poem have more weight behind it. Whereas if you if you if you write the same meaning of something like that of what he's saying, and then flower it up, it 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 kind of distracts from the meaning. And I think that you know. That really just depends on the type of message you're trying to send, and, and I think that he's a good example of someone who writes so uniquely and, and just industrially that it, it 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 makes clear his intention and his atmosphere, and, and shows yeah. how language can can either clear provide clarity or something that, that that's a bit more ambiguous and open for interpretation. Yeah,
0: and I definitely agree, and I think those are all really really good points, and I think that everything that we've kind of said today. Should be put into perspective when it comes to analyzing works in general, artwork in general, whether that be music, poetry, you know, sound, subversion, whatever we're looking at. I think it's an, it's 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 important to take into account all of these things, and it's okay not to like things because they sound too plain. It's okay not to like things because they sound too juxtaposed and and and, and flowery and random and you know but it's also okay to love those things for those reasons and it's okay to love things that are cliche and you know everything like that and so I think that it's just important that no matter what we find appreciation in in the things that we're looking at and the things that we're listening to and especially with Christian's work as well to see the amount of time and effort and really Talent that goes into these things because his book took him seven years to do. Which, if you if you skim through it, I have I have a version of the PDF that I'll show you that it makes sense because it's all very very difficult technical stuff.
2: What if he just slept for like six years and then the one day his editor was like, "Hey, you go turn this in in the week," and he's like, "Okay, I'm just gonna come up with the most random shit possible."
0: Then he deserves a oh, lot more prizes than yeah. he got. That's for sure. All right. So on that note, we are going to end it with um, Christian Box synth sound. Synth loops. I'm sorry. And um, that will take us out and that will conclude this episode.